It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The end of game situations are not about the past. They are about the moment, the now, the future. What you're going to do and what you can become and what is possible. If that's the case, Paolo Bancaro delivered what we know is possible with him and what we know he is going to become. What's going to become next is Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 28th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. Just follow me on Twitter. At Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bencaro delivers with a trio of big time late game shots to give the Magic a 101 93 win over the New Orleans Pelicans. What that says about his future and the Magic's present. Plus, we'll go over the box score and welcome back an old friend to the team. We'll get to all that coming up here. In just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. End of game situations for as as little or as much as they want to be worth. And, and I'm someone that subscribes to the theory that every minute matters. The last two minutes aren't any more important. Or the last five minutes aren't any more important. But there is no denying that those last five minutes of a game are different. That they do change. That, that everything, the environment, the atmosphere, everything changes in a tight game and time winding down. Everyone's... Attention to detail. The, the pressure just mounts incredibly in those moments. A, a ticking clock always brings pressure. And so, as much as I have to begrudgingly admit it, these minutes matter. And the difference, especially for a team like the Magic, between achieving their goals and getting to the play-in tournament and falling short of them, is what happens late in these games. But of course, as, as fun as it's been to talk about the play-in tournament and, and this postseason chase, and, and trust me, we will still talk about it, as fun as all of this is, this season isn't really about necessarily succeeding in those minutes yet. It's about experiencing them. It's about getting through them. Because this season, again, it's, it's, it's not wholly about this season. Still, these late-game situations are very much a preview of 
what and who the Magic are ultimately going to be. In fact, the Magic have seemingly gone out of their way to make sure that it is Franz Wagner. Don't look at his clutch stats. They are not good. Or Paolo Bancaro. Also, don't look at his clutch stats. They're not good. Um, it's to make sure those guys have this experience for the games that matter. For games exactly like Monday night's game in New Orleans. End-of-game situations are not about the past. Those stats I told that, that I hinted out about Franz and Paolo, we may get into that in a future episode, they don't matter. In a late-game situation with the clock winding to zero and, 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 a, and a close score, there's just one simple directive. Get a basket. Get a bucket. Score. End-of-game situations, symbolically and literally, are about the present. They're about the moment. But as they unfold, they become about the future. Because once you've shown you can rise up to that pressure, once you feel that pressure once, it becomes easier to feel it again. The result of Monday's game is great. 101-93. We'll get into the details of it here in a minute. But what was really great about it was what built up to this moment. All the failure that came before that opened the path to the success that's to come. I cannot think of a more clear-cut symbol of what this season is than the final three and a half minutes, final four minutes of Monday's game against the Pelicans. Orlando took an 11-point lead after the first quarter, had their usual struggles offensively. They're still figuring out their consistency. Their defense was firm and tough, but had holes that the Pelicans could poke poke into, especially with turnovers. And the Magic lost that 11-point lead in the second quarter. Played a close game, extending it out to 6, 7, 8, and then having New Orleans reel them back in. Only to find themselves in a tie game with about three and a half minutes left. Tied at 91-91. New Orleans never took the lead in the second half. Spoiler alert. But this was the kind of game that the Magic lose often. A game where they seemingly had control, but couldn't go for the kill. Couldn't put the team firmly away. And now had to sweat it out late. That is where Paolo Bancaro stepped in. With a game that was so needed for him. After some of the struggles he's had throughout February. But in steps Paolo Bancaro to close the the door and show us why he was the number one pick. Why he was the guy that could... Why he was ultimately what we all thought in the draft process the guy who was most likely to be your end of game star Bancaro took the ball and hit a jumper over Brandon Ingram, a mid-range jumper over Brandon Ingram um, to make it 93-91 it's a simple move, crossover you cross over a little hezzy uh, froze Ingram on one side Bancaro stepped to the left rose up, shot a jumper, got the space just simple, simple, simple move nothing crazy then tied at 93 after an Ingram jumper, Bancaro got to work again. This time attacking a really good defender, Herb Jones, and draining a jumper over him. 93-91 with about a minute and a half to play. 
Then, up 93-91, Bancaro put what felt like the game away. Spinning off of Jones and hitting a tough fader over him. Magic up 95-91. They're able to get one more play. Uh, Bancaro passed to Harris, passed to Fogner for a floater. 97-91. Ultimately, the Orlando Magic won 101-93. But those three plays... Eight points from Paolo, eight, all eight of his fourth quarter points in the final three and a half minutes, 20 of his 29 points in the second half. Those plays showed us who Paolo Bancaro is and can be. And that's the fun part. That's the exciting part. And that's, that's the growth we've been excited and eager for all season long from Paolo Bancaro. We know that he is a bucket getter. Even in a bad month, February, he was terrible. His last 10 games, he's averaged only 15 points per game, which is bad for him. Shooting like 33% from four, just 3% from beyond the arc. He's like one for his last 37 from deep. But Carroll's had to figure out a lot of things. Teams are throwing constant double teams at him, as the Pelicans did in this game. And he's had to learn how to attack it. He's perhaps tried too hard to get to the foul line at times. It has not been an easy road and an easy rookie year, despite what the numbers tell you, despite all our excitement for him. As I repeatedly say, rookies are terrible. Rookies are almost always awful. And Bedkeros had his rough spots and his rough moments this season too. But this was him peeking above the clouds. This is him showing us why he's the runaway rookie of the year. Why he is the star that this Magic franchise has been waiting for, all due respect to Nikola Vucevic, for the last decade. That might be going a bit overboard for sure. But Bancaro's had his late game failures. The losses to the Nixon Heat just before the All-Star break, those were games the Magic rewatched over the break to understand where they're struggling late in games. And a special shout-out to the Magic's defense. We'll get to them in a sec. But the Magic have like a 121-122 defensive rating in clutch situations. They locked New Orleans down. Everything, and, and as everyone said after the game, as much as we want to talk Paolo, give the defense their flowers for such an incredible game. All the way through. We'll get to that in a minute. But this is the Palo Ban- This is the hint, at least, of the Palo Bancaro we imagined we would get. This is the hint, at least, of the Palo Bancaro. Of the Palo Bancaro that we drafted, that can be that leading force. In a game where Orlando needed an offensive boost, just needed someone to hit a shot, Paolo Bancaro delivered. And that's what this team is going to expect of him. There will be more failures. There will be more pitfalls. There will be more starting and stopping, as there always is. Rookie years are really tough. Rookie years are really hard. It doesn't matter how good you are as a rookie, rookies are always bad. Trust me. Paolo Bencaro's been had some really bad moments. Um, and his, you know, his 
there's a lot of things that he still needs to improve on. But rookie years also give you these brief glimmers of these unpolished gems shining bright. Paolo Bancaro's not an unpolished gem. But you still need a reminder sometimes of how good he can be. And late in this game, when the Magic absolutely needed a bucket, when the Magic absolutely needed a win, Paolo Bancaro delivered in a meaningful and heavy way. We're going to chat a little bit about the box score, go into other elements of this game, and talk a little more Paolo Bancaro, because we love talking about Paolo Bancaro. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. If I can get my copy to load, I can tell you a little bit about Build Bar. You know, I, I have a friend. He is into protein bars, much more into working out than I am. Uh, and he uh, came to work. He came to work the other day, had a Built Bar. And I was like, oh, you finally jumped on board with Built Bar. And and he literally like turned to me. He's like, yeah, I, I, I can't believe it. It's a protein bar, 130 calories. 17 grams of protein. And I was like, yeah, I know. I've been reading copy for them for, for several years. I can rattle them off. Then he put me on the spot and I couldn't rattle them off uh, off the top of my head because I don't have my copy in front of me, which I do now. But the point is, I said, like, like what, I asked him what flavor did he get. I, I, oh, shoot, I forget what flavor he got now. Um, it was a good one. Uh, and, and it was like Caramel Delight or something like that. And he tried and he's like, oh, that's, that's really, really good. And I said, oh, well, you know, you got to try, you know, when you, if you can, if you could find them. You got to try the puffs, these little protein-infused marshmallows. And I, I, I told him literally that every single flavor that I've had, even flavors that I wouldn't normally like, I've really enjoyed. And honestly, I endorse this all the time. I have my box of Bilt Bars. Bilt Bar, send me a new one, please. I'm, I'm running low. Um, I have a box. Seeing other people, seeing my friends also endorse it, hopefully that tells you the power of Bilt Bar. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That's really the best way to describe them. They're covered in 1% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. It's really incredible. They're only 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You really won't believe it how good they are. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've talked about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which of course you can still do. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. In fact... I saw, a, I saw a box of Built Bars at Publix here in Central Florida, here in Orlando. So they are starting to spread um, and they get, they get around. So you can definitely try out some of the best flavors there. So head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. You can do that at Publix too, by the way. And grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie, batter, and churro. You could thank me later, just like my friend did. Try out Built Bar today, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
Okay, a lot to get into in this game outside of Paolo Vancaro. I want to talk about the defense. I want to talk about Markel Fultz. I want to talk about Franz Lager. I want to talk about Wendell Carter. Like, as as much as this game is about Paolo, and Paolo was great, and I spent 12 minutes just now talking about him. Um, Paolo was great. Um, even though the Magic's offense kind of sputtered here, this was a really solid game from Orlando up and down. I, I, I There is... They're be frustrated they couldn't pull away and they still don't know how to how to like go for the kill. Um, but really celebrate how much this game stuck with the game plan, how much this team stuck with their defense, especially. This was a really nice win. Um, and you know, I, 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 a friend from Lockdown Pelicans, Jake Madison, I, I know a couple couple Pelicans fans that I follow on Twitter. They're all wringing their hands like, like, what are we supposed to do? Like, 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 we're losing to the Magic at home. And my first instinct is to say, like, look, guys, I know the Magic's record doesn't look great, but they're playing really good basketball. There, there should be no shame losing to a team like the Magic. Having said that, I think the Magic played the kind of game that was so tantalizingly close for a team like New Orleans, and it's frustrating that they weren't able to get over the hump. They weren't able to make that last play, to make that last shot to get themselves in the game. The Pelicans got to within a single possession several times, never took the lead in the second half. And honestly, I got to give so much credit to the Magic's defense. New Orleans shoots 44.7% from floor, 6 for 27 from beyond the arc. Most important number there is not the 22.2% shooting percentage, but the 27 three-point attempts. Orlando usually gives up a ton of threes. Decreasing that volume is only going to make their three-point defense look that much better. Um, Orlando does turn the ball over 17 times for 20 points. That was the lifeline for New Orleans. But otherwise, this was such an amazingly solid defensive game from Orlando. Like I said, I am so immensely happy and proud with how the Magic played defensively in this one. Got to give credit to Wendell Carter. Started off with foul trouble. Picked up two very quick fouls in the first quarter. He came out of the game early. Played only 25 and a half minutes. But he stepped up throughout the rest of the game. I, I thought he played fantastic. 11 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 11 rebounds. Like, the thing with the Magic, this was a super physical game. Um, that was like, it, 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 it bogged down. 20 fouls for the Magic, 26 fouls for the Pelicans. The refs let them play very physically on both ends. Guy, bodies were flying all over the place. And so, Wendell Carter being a solid roadblock, he's not a shot blocker, so he's got to be positionally well. He's got to use his arms really well. He After that first quarter foul, foul trouble, he really stepped up and provided that nice backstop, challenging shots without fouling. You know, again, not a, not a huge shot blocker. Um, didn't have a block in this game. But challenge shots, I just made some really nice plays. I'd say the same for Franz Wagner. He only had 11 points, 4 for 10 shooting, not the best shooting game. 3 for 7 from beyond the arc. Magic, do got to find a way to get him more shots. But he had 5 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, you know, he guarded Brandon Ingram. Ingram at 25 points, 8 for 19 shooting, 2 for 7 from deep, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 5 assists, uh, but uh, but 3 turnovers for him. I thought Franz did a really, really good job. And, and I, I just have to say this, as much as like we fret and worry about Franz and his shot attempts and his involvement in the offense, which we should worry about, we got to talk about how good Franz Wagner's defense is, especially when he's not guarding twos. When he's guarding wing, uh, forwards and wings, uh, he's been really good. Um, he has a good, solid base. He moves his feet really well. He just stays in place. And, and and I thought he did a really good job 
blocking off dribble penetration, keeping Ingram from getting to the basket. Again, New Orleans' most effective offense throughout the course of the game were scrambles, where when the Magic turned the ball over, when the Magic missed shots and they led to runouts, and the half court, New Orleans really struggled to get anything going. Uh, it was just a really, really impressive game. Again, you look at the numbers, Orlando outscores New Orleans 38-36 to in the paint, 18-31 for 31 shooting in the paint, um, 14 to 10 Pelicans on fast break points, 14 to 7 Magic on second chance points. That's that's a pretty good breakdown of how well the Magic played defensively. Um, just just a really again, just I am just so impressed with the Magic's defense in this game. They they really locked in. Gary Harris he only scored six points, two for five shooting, uh, all from three. But CJ McCollum had 18 points on eight for 18 shooting and one for eight from beyond the arc. He did add six assists. I think that, again, Gary Harris and, and Jalen Suggs, too, five points, two for three shooting, and, uh, and oh, sorry, that's a Bulls number. It's nine points, three for 11 shooting. Uh, but, J- but Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris deserve a lot of credit for the defense they did. They put on uh, on CJ McCollum. They set a really good physical tone, especially Suggs, who's just flying all over the place, just creating chaos. Um, it's The shot's got to come around, but... He's just a spark plug, man. It's it's so fun watching Jalen Suggs just kind of mix things up. Um, Markel Fultz, 14 points, four, 6 for 9 shooting, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Again, just a really solid solid game from him. I don't think we talk enough about his defense either, um, but a really solid game uh, from him. Uh, again, the turnover, you know, he only had one turnover, so that, that wasn't as much of an issue. Um, a lot of the turnovers coming from the bench crew. Uh, but it, it it was just a good game. Um, again, just everyone contributed in some meaningful way. And of course, it all led up to Paolo Bencaro. 29 points, 10 for 18 shooting, 9 for 11 from the foul line, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. I thought Paolo did, I thought A, the Magic did a really good job getting Paolo involved early. They got him with some shots going to the basket, and Paolo understood where the double teams were coming from and made smart passes. He had all four of assists in the first, in the first quarter, um, but he scored a little bit. He, he established his scoring in the first quarter got himself going, got everyone else going, and that really seemed to kind of get the ball rolling. Now, that stopped, that slowed down. The Magic didn't move the ball as effectively the rest of the game, but the Magic pretty early on understood they had something with Paolo. And even though Paolo shot 3 for 8 in the third quarter, he had 12 points, got to the line to make 6 of eight, six of, six of his 8 free throws in the quarter. Again, just a healthy, steady drumbeat of scoring. That's, that's, that's the formula for Paolo. It's not about... You know, it's about getting him shots and getting him in positions where he can force the defense to, to, to collapse around him, where he can either get a foul or he can dish it out. And that sets up his end-of-game heroics. That sets up the eight points that he scored at the end of the game where he is set, he is surveying the court, isolating one-on-one, and confident enough to hit those shots. Um, again, it's, it's all part of the same pe- puzzle. It's all of the same piece. And, and I think that... I think that Paolo, uh, Paolo just played really, really well. I mean, again, uh, it doesn't feel like a game where the Magic did a lot of things well. The turnovers were bad. They shoot only 45.6% from four, only nine for 34 from beyond the arc. They get 20 of 26 free throws. So there were missed opportunities, and, and, and there is plenty of room for growth. They'll be able to look back at the tape and see those things. But at the same time, the Magic played a really good game. This was a gritty game. This was a gritty defensive game. This is the kind of game that the Magic need to thrive in with this group. And this is the kind of game that young teams don't win very often. A defensive-minded game, a game where you have to deliver late late in the game, it was just really, really impressive. And I think 
I think this is a win that the Magic are going to feel very good about for a long time. Hopefully something they can carry into their game Wednesday at Milwaukee. They're waiting in Milwaukee. The Bucks are in Brooklyn. Back into the back-to-back. Could be a little upset special here if the Magic play the way that they played on Monday night. The Orlando Magic defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 101-93. If you haven't had a chance to welcome back an old friend, we're going to do that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at LinkedIn. There we go. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just go to link, go to LinkedIn Jobs, see how easy it is to create a free job post, and then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. not had the chance yet to welcome back an old friend. Oh, I was so happy when I saw the news. As much as I would love to have seen Kevon Harris get uh, get that bump up to the regular roster, um, the, it, I understand he's on a two-way, two-way deal, so it's not like he's gone forever from the team. But oh, I loved what the Magic did on Sunday afternoon. The Orlando Magic announced Sunday, and he traveled and was on the bench for the team on Monday that Michael Carter-Williams is back with the team. Start those playoff engines now, because we are about to shoot to the moon. Okay, maybe maybe not quite, but, you know, look, I've said this a million times, this team is really, really young. <laughs> like, like before they signing Michael Carter-Williams, tw- Gary Harris was the oldest player at 28. They are very, very young. And, and while I think that youth is well-served, and I think the team has done really, really well managing uh, this young group, they need the kind of stability and focus that a veteran player brings. And and that's honestly like bringing in someone familiar, bringing in someone that the team already knows and responds to, bringing in someone that's not going to be afraid, to, that, that has the trust that he can challenge a lot of these players. Um, someone that has been with this team during a playoff push. Help kind of push this team over the top. Not that I think that that's going to happen here. Um, that experience and honestly that fire is, you know, yeah, the Magic have some chaos agents already in Jonathan Isaac and, and Jalen Suggs, 
But that fire is gonna be it's gonna be kind of a kick that this team could very well need. Look, Michael Carter Williams isn't gonna solve the Magic shooting problems. Certainly not gonna do that. Um, he is not gonna. It's not a long term thing. Even though the Magic signed him to a two year deal, it's a team option on the second on next year. If the Magic want to get rid of him or move on, they certainly can. This is purely about the locker room. This is purely about adding an older, respected voice to the locker room and making sure this team has the right focus, fire, intensity, and energy to close out this season. That's what this move is about. That's what bringing in Michael Carter-Williams is all about. It's about fine-tuning that focus. That was kind of the big message coming out of the All-Star break. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's about attention to detail. It's about understanding that it's the little things that help you win games, that take you uh, up to that next level. All these things are easy to conceptually understand, but you can't really learn them except through experience. And having a player who's been there, who can guide you through it, is so crucial. Um, honestly, I would say the biggest, you know, I say this all the time. I, believe, I subscribe to the horse grant theory, or what I call the horse grant theory at least. That the 1995 Magic, yeah, they were destined for greatness, but what turned them into a near championship team in 1995 was bringing in a veteran like Horace Grant, someone who'd been through the fire, who could keep the team serious when it was time to be serious, who you know could command the attention of the locker room and kind of reel the young guys back when it was time to be like, okay, this this is the moment you've got to really hone in on these things. And look, it's one thing for a coach to say it. And it's not like Michael Carter Williams has been through championship battles, but it's one thing for a coach to say it. It's another thing when you got a Gary Harris or Michael Carter Williams saying it. And so, you know, I'm very happy for Terrence. I'm, I think I think he's going to do great things in Phoenix. He's already doing some good things in Phoenix. Losing Terrence Ross was a big, big loss. And so, replacing him with someone that every almost everyone on this roster knows is a really good idea. It's a really good ad for the rest of the season. Will it help beyond that? Who knows? Uh, like I said, I think the Magic need to really look into some veteran help um, this offseason. You know, we can talk about the three, the the guy with three initials, um, perhaps, uh, you know, as, as rumors continue to persist there. Um, but it's, this is, I, I am I am a huge, I, I'm a huge fan of Michael Carter-Williams. I think that his time in Orlando, A, saved his career, but um, he played, so well in his time in Orlando, and and I was just so respected. Um, I, I'm I'm really excited about this. He, even if he plays sparingly, it's going to help this team. It's going to help this team so much to close this season out. And 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 I can't wait. And look, it's not about what he does on the basketball floor. It's everything that he does behind the scenes that makes this team go. It, it it's it, I, I really love this idea. I really love this move. And again. It's it's not a, it's about what he's going to give those guys in the locker room. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on all the podcasts. Do your podcast enable listen device release on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast. Go around the NBA with the local experts who know their team best. It's like watching every single game in the league all in one place. Check it out today on the Locked On NBA feed 
on Odyssey or YouTube and wherever you download podcasts. Locked on game to game NBA. Check it out today. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On for Orlando Magic Game and Locked On Magic Game for Phil Frost Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.